Thank you so much for being here. I can say um, that the world will never be the same because my dear friend Lorraine Hess met and fell in love in a personal way with Jesus Christ. Lorraine's main vocation is wife and mom of four sons. Two of her sons are tigers. When Lorraine's not attending baseball games, which is their family sport, or cooking for her athletes, she can be heard using her gift of music to bring individuals and families of all ages to Jesus. Lorraine is a nationally published Catholic singer and songwriter, having released six albums. And later this month, she's really excited about this, her latest venture, um, she will release a single, a new single, and a music video for the year of St. Joseph called What the Father's Heart. And you can find it and find out more about her music at LorraineHess.com. Lorraine serves as Director of Music Ministry at St. Catherine of Siena in New Orleans. She gives retreats, concerts, days of reflection, and youth events all over the country. We are so blessed um, that she's joining us today. I have to tell one funny story, though, that really connects my friend back to LSU. So recently, I was visiting with um, my son and some of her son's friends. They're in the same fraternity for a ministry event at, at Christ the King. And we got to pray, to, some of us got to pray together with the students. And I asked one of the guys who lived at the house where we were, I said, hey, have you ever heard Lorraine Hess's music? And he said, no, Alexa, play Lorraine Hess. And all of a sudden, her song started playing in the kitchen. Well, do you know, I got a text from that fraternity boy a few weeks later, and he said, Miss Lisa, we listen to Miss Lorraine's music sometimes before Bible study, okay? That's saying something when she's already impacting the frat boys at LSU. So without further ado, I would like to welcome my dear friend and sister in Christ, Lorraine Hess. Good morning. Thank you, Lisa, for that wonderful story, and to Allie and Shelley for this invitation today. Um, it's always nice to be back on campus of my alma mater. So, you know, we're talking about intercessory prayer, and they asked me to kind of just spend some time talking about that. And I have to be honest with you, full disclosure, as a cradle Catholic, you know, you, you learn about the saints, you see the beautiful statues, and, but I really didn't have a grasp of intercessory prayer as a kid, even though I, I knew we were supposed to pray to the saints, and I did, but um, it didn't really do much for me. And um, my family was always devoted to Mary, and like we talk about St. Joseph, my um, generations of St. Joseph altars that we've always honored St. Joseph. I'm, I'm Italian, and you kind of, it's kind of a birthright to know St. Joseph, right? But um, not much of a relationship until I became a mother. And I said, well, I have four sons, and um, when I became a mother, I started to be able to relate to Mary as a 45-year-old grieving woman. And my own joyful sorrows, my joyful mysteries, my own glorious mysteries, my own luminous mysteries. Um, I started to see her as an adult and not as a teenager with 
you know, that, that image of a baby and a, a, a small child and and so um, even after so even in my confirmation, my, my parish at the time I was confirmed, you couldn't pick a saint. You had to pick your first name or your middle name if it was a saint, whether you had a connection to that person or not. And my middle name is Renee. Well, at the time, I don't know if there's a Saint Renee now, but there wasn't one. There's no Saint Lorraine. And so my teacher said, well, Renee is a version of Regina, and Regina is a version of Queen, and Mary is our Queen, so your confirmation name is Mary. Uh, that really? That's it? But, but I had to have Renee on my stool and all this. So it really didn't even do much for me then. Then one day, not long ago, um, one of my kids came up to me and they said, Mom, will you please tell Dad to stop asking me about my grades? And I'm like, he's your father. You can talk to your dad. He goes, no, no, no. He goes, I know what I'm doing. I do all my homework myself. I know what grades are being dropped. If, just tell him to get off my case. He listens to you, Mom. He respects you, Mom. You have a way of, with words, and I just get mad at Dad. So just would you please say something? And it started to click that it was, it was kind of an epiphany for me about intercessory prayer. Um, that my kids can go to my da their dad. They love their dad. They're very close. It's not that they can't, but um, I knew that there was a better way. They knew that there was a better way. And isn't that true of Our Lady and of the saints? That when Joan of Arc stands in front of Jesus and says, Mary, Joan, John needs this. Could the Lord look at Joan of Arc and say no to someone who burned at the stake for him? Could Gianna Mola, could he tell her no when she gave her life for her unborn child in the name of Jesus? Could he say no to Stephen, who was stoned to death for Jesus? Could he say no? And so I want to suggest to you that, um, that you latch on to a saint. I, I had latched on a few years to St. Catherine of Siena. And... Um, in fact, I wrote a mass setting for her. Mass setting is a, is a, um, a series of songs, the Kyrie, the Gloria, the Alleluia, the Holy, Holy, the parts of the mass that we sang, and I named it for her because she's been such a powerful intercessor for me. But a few years ago, my family had a house fire, and my spiritual director said, I highly recommend that in this next year that you latch on to a saint. And so I got to know Catherine, and I read about her. I went to meet with a Dominican priest, because Catherine was a third-order Dominican. And I went to meet with her, who had, she had been to Siena many times, and she said, get to know Catherine. Catherine was a fireball, doctor of the church. In her 30s, she had convinced the Pope to go back to Rome. Get back on the seat of Peter, where you belong. Get out of France. Go back to Rome. She banged on the doors of the rectory during the plague to the Dominican priest and said, Get out here. The people are dying. This little fireball in the 14th century was getting men to listen to her. Wow. And I loved her. I fell in love with her. And I, stepped, and I prayed with her, and she prayed with me. And she was the alumni, patron of the alumni of my, of my school, Dominican High School. Um, and I related to her. So I, my suggestion to you is to latch on to a saint that's like you, that's been through something you've been through. Um, and get to know that saint. 
and then walk with that saint. And, and I feel like I, over time I have been able to call Catherine by her name. And she calls me by my name. And she's sitting with me tonight, this, this, this morning as I speak. She loved the church and she called out the problems of the church, but she never left the church. She made a difference. She saw the beauty of nature. And for me, nature, um, you know, I, I'm not a big camper. I probably want to plug in my flat iron somewhere, the tent, and that's just not my thing. But I love, I love to be outside when I can, and I'm a baseball mom. So um, one time when I was struggling in prayer, my spiritual director suggests that I go outside. She goes, you need a change of scenery. Go outside and just, um, just be in nature. So I went outside. I was sitting on my back porch, and I started to pray, and there was this bird yapping away. It was not a pretty beautiful sound. It was just tweet, 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 tweet. It was like yelling. And I literally looked up the bird and I said, shut up. I'm trying to pray to Jesus right now. And so I told my spiritual director, I'm like, well, that didn't work, this go out in nature thing. And she laughed at me and she said, go back outside and listen to the bird. Because sometimes our Lord speaks to us in a language that we're familiar with. And how beautiful that the Lord might speak to me through an animal that sings. Not a cricket, not a dog, not a train, not the oceans of water, not sunlight, but an animal that sings. And so I went back outside and I um, sat down quietly and I just listened. And that same bird or one just like it, began to sing to me. And all the questions that I had for God at that moment were starting to be clear to me. And so I asked the Lord, would he continue to use that method of speaking to me? And there have been so many occasions when the Lord has used birds to answer my prayer, confirm my understanding of what he's saying. And I'll share two stories with you. Um, I, uh, I was, um, I was praying for one of my sons one time and it was just a, one of those really bad, like tissues everywhere, crying, only the mercy of God is going to fix this problem. And while I'm praying, I get distracted by a, an, a, an email on my phone that pops up. And so I said, well, I'm just going to take a break. So I read the email and it was a friend of mine who had just been to adoration and he posted something that he had heard in adoration and it said, Jesus, he sensed Jesus saying to him, rest your head on my chest. Listen to my heartbeat. I'm God, but I'm human, and I understand, and I'm listening. And I had just been praying to God, are you even hearing my prayer? Because I, have, I don't know where you are. And so no one was home, and I decided, okay. I'm just going to pretend like I'm putting my head on Jesus' chest and listen to his heartbeat. And so I put my head on the sofa. Sure as I'm standing here, right outside my window, the bird began to sing in the cadence of a heartbeat. Tweet, 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 tweet. Do you think God's not listening? I gave a testimony a couple years ago at the Copeland Tower in Metairie. I was on the 14th floor, and 
If you've ever been to the Copeland Tower, all behind the meeting room up there, there's this big glass window. The whole, the whole room is surrounded by glass. And I was standing at the podium, and I was giving my testimony, and I was telling people about birds and, um, and how the Lord speaks to me with birds. And right as I'm speaking, this bird just starts hovering in the window behind me. And it just stayed there, just like a helicopter, not flying, but hovering. And as soon as I finished, the bird flew away. And the women there are just going nuts. They just thought, wow, this is real. God is real. God is listening. My, um, in my time with Catherine, a friend of mine went to Siena as I was getting to know Catherine. And so I asked her, would you please pray for me when you go to Siena? Um, and just ask Catherine to intercede for me. So she went to Siena and she came back and she said, first of all, Catherine wants you to know, I sense Catherine wants you to know that she's with you. Every time you pray, she's praying with you. Um, and at the time I was trying to make a job decision. I was trying, I sense I needed to quit the job I was in. I had been a music director at a church for 18 years and my time was done, and, that, and I was fighting it. And, and so she said, Catherine says, go and walk, trust the Lord. Walk through the, she just said, walk through this door, and after you trust the Lord and make that break, he will reveal to you what the next plan is for you. And so in trust, I thought about, I was thinking about this pastor at this other church, and, but in trust, I said, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quit this job and walk through that door and... Well, a few months later, Brother Tim Hedrick, who is the pastor at St. Catherine of Siena, he approached me, and he says, I understand you're no longer the music director at Divine Mercy. He goes, I would um, like you to consider taking the job here. I'm like, I don't know, Father, I'm so burnt out. I just got through a house fire. My son just got married. I'm just tired. And he said, well, will you come talk to me about it? So I did. And... Um, I went and met in his, in his office, and we talked about it, and, and, and he said, what would it take for you to do this job? And I said, well, okay, I can do this, but I can't do that. And I would need this, but I don't want that. And, 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 um, and he says, well, I'd give you a lot to think about. He said, the job is yours. The door is open. And I said, what did you say? He said, the door is open. The job is yours if you want. You want to come, just come on. So I took that to prayer, and I just sensed the Lord saying, this is the door. And so I took the job. I needed a few months to start, but I took the job, and it has been the most amazing blessing of my life. Our churches are packed. The people are singing. We are ministering to people in a way that I've always wanted to through music ministry. I can't even describe to you the, the full act of participation, the people who are coming from different parts of the city and across the lake and are coming because they just feel something because the music leads them to Jesus. And he's given me as his job this opportunity to do this. So what I, I want to say to you is, you know, latch onto a saint. And it's, I'm, I'm directing the music at St. Catherine of Siena Parish. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Our children need a legion of prayer warriors. They need every single saint that ever walked the face of the earth to be praying for them right now. I have sung for suicides this last year. I have sung for strokes and heart attacks. Monday I sang for a funeral of a choir member's wife. Tuesday I sang for a funeral of an 11-year-old only child. I watched the whole sixth grade class come in. 
Tomorrow I'm singing for the funeral of a 25-year-old who was murdered. Our children are suffering. Everyone's suffering in some way. We have had 52 weeks of Lent. The pandemic was declared a year ago today. We need a legion of prayer warriors. Our country needs a legion of prayer warriors. And so what I would suggest to you, if you don't know who to latch on, and maybe take that to prayer, that I suggest that you latch on to the spouse of Mary, who watched it all and silently was part of it. And so I want to share with you the song I wrote for St. Joseph. Um, and maybe in your heart you can pray that with me, because it, it, is, it is a prayer to him. Um, and I'm going to finish my talk at the piano. But I, one more thing. Is, as I was praying about St. Joseph, I thought, I have a sense that our Blessed Mother is so excited that he is being honored this year. After 2,000 years of raising her pedestal and just making such a big deal about that, I bet you she loves just watching him be honored in the way that he should. So I share this prayer with you. It's called With a Father's Heart. It was written inspired by the Pope's apostolic letter. If you haven't read it, get your hands on it. It's just going to really open your eyes to the beauty, the humility, and the power of St. Joseph's intercession. You've been listening to the Christ the King at LSU podcast. If you would like to become a golden giver or learn more about what we do, please visit ctklsu.org. Quiet, just, and humble, Father, faithful listener to your dreams. From your fiat son of David came the paschal mystery. Abba to the holy family, patron of the church worldwide. Model of how one unnoticed changes lives when love abides with a father's heart. You loved him through the hidden days and years, servant of the incarnation. You believed despite your fears. Obtain for us the grace we need to love through strife. Blessed Joseph, be our Father. Guide us on the path of life. Witness to Saw the shepherds kneel adore, named him Jesus in obedience, humbly took what Magi bore. Listen to the grim predictions, Simeon and Anna spoke, refugee from Herod's wrath, you raised a family. Far from home with a father.
Blessed you. 